Toronto L Fantasy. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What's up, everybody? Your boy Smitty here with a little bit of somber breaking news. We have some other news to cover, so let's hit the news desk intro and get to it. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, a little bit of somber news. Like I said, John Mechie, wide receiver, really gifted wide receiver for the Houston Texans, has been diagnosed with uh, leukemia. Acute, uh, acute form of it, and uh, released a statement earlier today. Prayers up to uh, to Mechie and his family. By the way, um, speedy recovery. We hope to to have you back, good man. Uh, John Mechie is, was a dark horse, like wide receiver that 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 I I thought could could definitely, you know, and still could, you know, hopefully still could uh, have have some real dark horse potential in terms of fantasy football production and just being an NFL player. So prayers up to Mechie. Uh, he released a statement uh, suggesting that you know he would recover at some point. That he's getting great treatment. Um, so prayers up to, uh, to Mechie and the Houston Texans for that uh, situation there. Um, next piece of news, uh, similar uh, news in terms of like you know will he play? Will he not play? Uh, Mechie shouldn't play 2022. You never know, but but odds are that he won't play any part of the 2022 season. This guy right here is going to miss some time too. Jamison Williams, who has the torn ACL, he's recovering from the torn ACL, and uh, it looks like he's going to, he's placed on the non-football injury list, I think because the injury occurred in college, so it wasn't something that happened on the the Detroit Lions dime, so they're putting him on the non-football injury list, he's expected to miss a a good game or two or three or four, we don't know, No, no one really knows. But he's probably not playing the initial part of the NFL season. You could probably bet like the first six games if he gets put on the PUP. And then we don't know, you know, what's in store for him. Will they keep him off the PUP? Will they start him off saying, hey, he can miss one or two or three games. Let's, let's keep him uh, Let's keep him on the ready. We don't know. But what I do know is him coming back early is not a great thing. We don't want him. We don't need him going out there for the first four weeks of the season, barely doing anything and risking re-injury or risking not having some sort of really good uh, full-go recovery. Um, the ACL is interesting because if, if you look at the, in the back of the knee, you have your P, your PCL and your ACL. And and the ACL is one of those, you can see there, that is responsible, you can put it like if this was the ACL, responsible for holding the two knee joints together. And, and it keeps it tight. And when you tear it and it snaps like a rubber band, and your boy Smitty had this happen, when it snaps like a rubber band and it's flopping out here, they'll cut it out. They'll take a new ACL that they'll cut from a window inside the patellar tendon that will grow back. Okay, so they cut a window out. They take that new piece of of, uh, patellar tendon, it's a tendon, and it dies and becomes a ligament. So once it dies and hardens, it becomes a ligament. It takes time for that process to happen in your body. It also takes time when you drill a hole into both knee joints and basically stick this new piece of of, uh, tendon in there to become an ACL. And it's drilled in there, if you can imagine. And it's it's got screws and there's holes in the screws. The bone grows into it. And essentially, that ACL needs to become hardened in a part of the bone, a part of the body. And it takes time for that to happen. 
if you go out there too early and you start trying to do things like like play early, get out there before it's fully healed, you could have like slippage where the ACL is not even, you know, it's not even being used to, to stabilize the knee anymore. You have to make sure you do all kinds. That's why people can't, they say Cam Akers running out onto the field, playing football early. He played at five or six months. He's got to be great. This is amazing, right? No, it's not. It's not amazing because just because you go and do something and you walk away and you potentially look okay doesn't mean you didn't cause any further damage. If someone goes and runs on a torn ACL replacement uh, a month and a half early but kind of walks away feeling, oh, I didn't really injure myself, they could have slipped that ACL out a little bit and have less stability. So Cam playing on his his non-100%, there's no way it was a 100%. Achilles is bad. Uh, Jamison Williams going out there and rushing it is bad. So I'd rather have Jamison Williams take his time because he's not going to be super ultra effective in weeks one, two, three, four, five, six. Anyway, I'm looking at almost double digit weeks before we see Jamison Williams start dropping monster production on the field. So Jamison Williams is a, a real nice shot at becoming a, a an amazing wide receiver at the NFL level. A-B-O-Z dropping the super chat. Uh, Jameson Williams just needs to make sure at his young age, he gives himself the proper time to, to heal. Because at a young age like Jameson, it could be a non-factor. He could literally become 100% or even stronger with an ACL tear when you do it at a young age and you recover properly. ACL tears are, are, are tough. In the first year back, don't expect a lot. I don't care if you're a running back. I don't care if you're a wide receiver. You can get a lot. Look at Cooper Cup. He had a great first year back from an ACL tear. But this guy, Jameson Williams, just recently tore it. So he's not in the same situation as Cup. He's not in the same situation as a lot of players that tore it. He tore it very late on. He's he's literally not even, what, like seven months in, six or five, six months in. Um, so Jameson Williams needs time. ABOZ says, Smitty, can I get it? Can I get into a draft? I don't know if it's because I use my phone or what. Every time the graveyard shift... I'm on the graveyard shift. No luck. Change the name to, uh, I'll go, I'll go, but okay. Yeah, bro. Um, DM me on IG, DM me on IG, bro. Appreciate you. Okay. <clears throat> Lee. Appreciate you. Lee just got offered JT and cooks for my Eckler and lamb full PPR. Should I take it? JT and cooks for your Eckler and lamb. Um, as much as I love JT, as much as I feel like JT is the one point, the clear 1.1, Eckler's close enough to him, and some people would even draft Eckler two or three or four, and and you're getting Lamb, bro. You're getting two first rounders. I'd take Eckler and Lamb in a heartbeat personally, um, but that's me. I think JT Cooks is good. Cooks is good enough. Um, if you wanted to roll with JT, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you crazy. But you're talking about Eckler being potentially as productive as JT. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he could potentially be as productive. The shot, the idea of, of it happening is is plausible. So if you can get Lamb over Cooks, I take it. That 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 deal I would take in a heartbeat. Uh, Acres will be fine. Um, probably not, bro. Probably not. Not not in year one. Not in year one. He could be in time, but the guy's reckless with his body. He rushes himself back onto the field. The Texans aren't looking out for his well-being. His style of play uh, invites injury like no other. That's why he was tagged as the most injury-prone running back walking into 2021 by your boy Smitty. The most likely to get hurt. 
He still remains the most likely to get hurt even more so now because coming back from an Achilles injury, your likelihood of another leg injury that first year back is astronomically high. And especially for a player that's running himself back onto the field without even giving himself the proper time to heal. So is it possible, Bumpy, that he has a really good year? Yeah, and I know you probably own him in a dynasty league and I understand. I get it. I get it. Appreciate you, Lee. Appreciate you, Lee. Uh, yeah, Swaggy feels the same way you do about Akers. Look, I is there a shot that Akers could play and not get hurt, not suffer any other injury somehow? Maybe, maybe he starts off even a little slow, but comes on strong by midseason and stays healthy all year. Yes, there is a chance of it, but the chance is very low. Achilles injuries are not injuries that anybody has ever, 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 ever recovered from. Ever, ever, ever. And become a top 15 running back. Ever. 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 So, you're, the odds of what you two gentlemen are saying, which I appreciate your 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 angle. But the odds of what you two gentlemen are, are talking about. Nothing. You have no evidence of it happening. Never has a running back returned to or become a top 15 right. Not even top 10. Top 15 running back after an Achilles tear. This could be the first time. And you gentlemen will be at the forefront. <laughs> but but I will not be. Get Hendo. Absolutely. Hendo's. Look, I, I like. um I like Kyrie Williams um, a lot. But he broke his foot. So we got to adjust and adapt to that. We're going to keep an eye on Kyrie. But we still need, we still, Hendo is definitely the guy that, to, to be looking at right now. I think he's got a lot of upside. Akers is still young. Of course he is, Swaggy. That's what gives him a shot. That's what gives him a better shot than any other player that has ever tried to come back from an Achilles tear. Young, young players have a much better likelihood of recovering, but you still have zero examples. Zero. Not one. So while I appreciate it, not one. Science has changed, has it, when there's not been one? How has science changed, Swaggy, when we have not one example? This is it, Swaggy. This is your example of how many people have recovered and become top 15. Not top 10, Swaggy. Top 15 running backs. Right here, zero. So has science changed or are you predicting science to change? That I don't know. Because science, you say that as if it's happened. It hasn't happened. There's never been, Swaggy. So if science changed, tell me about it. Come on here and, and display it. Show us the show us the charts, bro. Because I've got this. I've got this, Swaggy. I've got this. And I've got this. Okay? These are as old as time. I also have this. I also know there are zero examples, Swaggy. Zero. Okay. Where are we at? What's up, Smitty? My friend to the moon. Thank you, Jose. Appreciate you. Henderson can't stay healthy. I mean, that's not that's a good argument. You know, that's why I'm not super high on him. But he has probably that crafty value slash upside that, that I think everybody could enjoy in at the end of a draft. <clears throat> um, let's see here. En- enough of the acres because there's no argument against it. There, there's only hope and hope is good. And there's nothing wrong with hope. Uh, let's get get to the other piece of news. So Darren Waller, um, so Jamison Williams, don't expect him to be on the field uh, anytime soon, but we do wish him well as, as well, and we want him on the field because Jamison Williams could be a monster. Darren Waller is leaving his contract negotiations up to his agent and the team 
as he prepares to enter training camp. He's not holding out, which is good news. We thought maybe there was a possibility he could hold out, but basically there's no more guaranteed left uh, no more guaranteed money left on his contract, uh, which is absolutely absolutely crazy contract. Ranks 17th among 17th among tight ends in average annual salary. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Your boy Smitty's gone live so much the last couple days. I've lost my voice screaming and yelling. Uh, apparently, I need to stop yelling and screaming so much. Uh, is is what I'm 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 gathering. It's hard. It's hard when people come in here and start talking about. Science being changed when science hasn't been changed yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, talking injured players is a stupid strategy. Taking stupid injured players, sorry, taking injured players is a stupid strategy in fantasy football, says James Conklin. Look, there's a there's a there's a there's a happy medium. You know what I mean? There's a happy medium. Like like this example right here, Rubio says, and it's a good it's a good counterpoint. It's a good hey, Smitty, you're talking about injury. What about your boy Etn? Um, Etn, like Acres, is young, right? So that the, they both have that going for him. When you are younger and you tear your ACL like Jamison Williams, like here's the thing: there's two players that were up on your screen right there, or that we we're talking about, Jamison Williams and Acres. Jamison Williams tore his ACL. That's a really bad injury. Achilles is way worse. Broken hip wall. If you broke your hip wall, that would be the only thing worse than an Achilles injury in my book. When you tear your Achilles, it's a it's oftentimes a death sentence for a player. It is a death sentence for a running back until it's proven correct. Until until the player sits up at the at the wake and and it gets out and the running back runs onto the field and dominates. We have no examples, so therefore, it is one of those, okay, stay away, stay away until proven otherwise, especially when you're taking acres in like the third round, absolute, uh, 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 total, total uh, risk, just, just season on the line, that's not even like, okay, fifth round, okay, you know, like, eight, like, like J.K. Dobbins, complete stay away, uh, ACL recoveries for running backs are really tough, Achilles are near impossible if not impossible until proven otherwise but running backs stay away from running backs coming back from a torn ACL it's too tough on the running back this isn't Adrian Peterson no one's going to ever be Adrian Peterson again okay with that recovery come back from a torn ACL run for 2,000 yards he is a freak and Barkley is probably the closest thing to being a freak physically being a guy that could come back and, and do that his quad strength stronger than any any player in the NFL he he was the, the he was the definition of a player that was most likely to come back, most likely to come back. We got we got we got motion in the backyard. We got motion in the backyard. Ziggy off. Um, and Barkley couldn't do it. So stay away from J.K. Dobbins. Stay away from Gus Edwards. Stop going near these these injury prone players or players that have suffered a season ending injury that don't look to form like if etn didn't look to form notice how i love jameson williams notice how i'm giving jameson williams the benefit of the doubt you notice how i'm, I'm saying jameson williams could be really really good notice how i've talked up jameson williams and saying i really like him but this year or at least the early part of the year i'm not banking on any of it like i'm staying clear or i'm taking him at a certain point you know, but, but I'm not counting him out because of injury. 
ETN. I'm not counting him out because of injury. He's young. Cam Akers is not just injury. It's the exact injury. It's the fact that no examples ever uh, have occurred where a player has returned to top 10 running back form or even top 15. No exam- There's no evidence that he looks phenomenal or anything. We, In fact, we have contrary evidence that the guy struggled and looked like the worst and played like the worst NFL running back in the game upon his return with no explosion. We have no evidence whatsoever. In the case of ETN, ETN looks the part. We have footage of him running around, multiple pieces of footage. He looks phenomenal. He's cutting. He's doing everything you need to do to prove that your Liz Frank injury is is, is beyond in, in the rear view. The Liz Frank injury is a tough injury for older players. It sometimes can be a tough injury for anybody. It sometimes can end your career. Guys, 81 people to 100 people watching, and we only have 19 thumbs up. So if you could punch that button. Hit that subscribe or your button boy. if you're new, and wipe your feet at the door. I would appreciate it if you guys could do your boy Smitty a solid. ETN has proven, in my mind, multiple pieces of footage that I've looked at and got my hands on. The fact that there's footage of him rounding corners, cutting corners sharply, uh, high-stepping, doing all kinds of agility drills, planting left and right, says he's 100%. I believe him because I see it. I don't just take the player's word, oh, I'm 100%, I'm good to go. Players say that coming off an ACL tear all the time. I'm good to go. Then the next year, they always admit, I wasn't 100% all year. Of course you weren't. You You suffered an ACL tear, Bob. You're not going to be 100%. I guarantee you. I guarantee you J.K. Dobbins is nowhere near 100%. Nowhere near 100% all year long. I guarantee you Gus the Bus won't be. I guarantee you Akers will not be. Akers is entering his first year back from an Achilles tear. But a casual is going to tell you it's his second year back. Because a casual is going to count a couple games that he forced himself onto the field after six months recovered. Cam Akers just celebrated his 12-month anniversary of tearing his Achilles tendon. This is year number one back on the field. Akers won't be 100%. No one's going to be 100% coming off an Achilles tear for at least a couple years. It takes multiple years. Multiple years. Uh, ETN probably came back last year, could have came back last year, but he didn't because he was smart. He didn't try and pull what Cam tried to pull, which was put your body on the field. It's like getting onto the road with no brake pads and you only have rotors and you start braking all over town. And then you put brake pads on at the end of the year and expect the rotors to be fine. This guy ran out there. This guy ran out there. And, and played on a, 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 a nowhere near 100%, probably nowhere near 80%, probably nowhere near 70% recovered Achilles tendon. Um, anyway, where were we at? Uh, Waller, Waller should be, Waller should be good to go. Waller should go. This guy, same takes every time. He's in here. Well, they, you know, no one's forcing you to watch, you know, if, if it's not entertaining to you. If it's not entertaining. I literally go live two hours a day talking about all kinds of content. Like literally two, four, six, eight, ten, probably ten, probably eleven to fifteen hours of live streaming. Live streaming a week. Probably eleven to fifteen. And you're going to come in and say, Smitty only talks about four players. 
Wow. Wow. Darren Waller, guys. Darren Waller is a baller showing up without his contract. This is a this is dis, disrespectful not to give this man an extension. Pay the man. Pay the man, respect the man. Get him on the he is in the field, but get him on the field happy. You don't need this guy being upset getting the 17th overall uh ranked paid contract in the NFL for the tight end position. This guy deserves the bag. Give him the bag. Do it live. Do it live. That's the news for today. Take a lap. Take a lap for those comments. Take a lap. Anyway, what do we got here? What's the chat saying? Mark Cleveland says, I haven't heard you say anything about Mixon for the coming year. Look, Mixon set up really well, uh, depending on where you can get Mixon. 100 of you in here, please hit the thumbs up. We only have 32 people punching that thumb up button. Mark Cleveland wants to know about Mixon. Mixon's falling sometimes, like last night in a mock draft. He fell to the 15 or 16 or 17 overall pick on the regular. I grabbed him. I grabbed him in the second round. He is a phenomenal second round pick. Do I like him over a a Swift? Do I like him over a Javante? Do I like him over a Lamb? No, but that's not a knock on Mixon. That's more of just, I like those players better. But when Mixon falls to like 15... 1617. He's a steal. He's a steal as a second round player. And I don't know that Mixon's gonna gonna fall to the second in every draft because some people really love him, but I love him in the freaking second round. Uh let's see. Justin is gonna give us his ACL story. I tore my ACL and I wasn't hundred percent to like two years. At one year post op had soft tissue issues like hamstring strains, Achilles is worse. I look Justin, I'm not a I'm the best non-doctor on the internet. I'm the best non-doctor on the internet. People at non-doctor school said that I was the best non-doctor. I was the deep fake doctor, the best deep fake doctor on on the internet when it comes to NFL injuries. Okay? I've been doing it 20 years. I've been doing it 20 years. I'll put my non-doctor skills up against anybody in the fantasy space. Okay? Maybe I don't know everything about anatomy uh across the board. But I've, I've literally delved into injuries. More importantly, I've seen all of these injuries play out for 20 straight years from a professional perspective. I've played fantasy football a lot longer than 20 years. But but when maybe, maybe there are people that have more knowledge that have medical training. I get that. To talk about the specific parts of the body, what exactly tore what maybe the new procedure is. And I try and keep up to date on all that. So that's why your boy Smitty can hang. But the one thing I have that no one else has, I don't care if, they, if they're doctors, I don't care if they're doctors in the in the game, I don't care if they're anything remotely close, is I'm 20 years of watching players rebound from these injuries. 20 years of evaluating ACL injuries. 20 years of evaluating meniscus tears. 20 years of watching MCL injuries linger into the next year. 20 years of watching ACL tears result in hamstring injuries the first year back so there is a lot that goes into the observation the pattern recognition of watching player responses and watching players recover um and yeah there's the rust factor it's it's stay away from acl tears for running backs maybe wide receivers look at cooper cup but cooper cup was also an anomaly but wide receivers can recover from acl tears quicker than running backs running backs 
basketball players or a wide receiver can recover from a, a bron- Broncos. Broncos. Rock out with a super chat. Rock out says uh, ice cream for Smitty. Thank you, Rock out. Let's go get some ice cream later. It's hot out. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't disapprove your ice cream uh, toss out there, pal. Appreciate you. <sighs> what were we talking about? I don't know. Frank says I studied anatomy in college, and you're spot on, Smitty. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for the. I, I appreciate Frank. I also appreciate who was the ACL story. Somebody gave their ACL story. Uh, Justin, appreciate you guys as well. Look, I, I know people are going to be like, oh, Schmitty, what makes you qualified? You you have a psych degree, not a med degree. <laughs> well, true. True, Bob. I dabble in the psych as well. Okay, the psyche. I dabble in the fantasy football psychology. I bring it to my show all the time. I bring it to the show. I bring the recency bias uh, uh, effect. I bring all that stuff to the table. And with injuries, more times than not, what you're dealing with with people that are blind to the injury or the, the recency bias or the heavy investment in having acres. You own acres in four leagues, of course you're going to come in defending them. And I appreciate that. You own you own uh, Jameson Williams, you want him to play week one. He's not going to play week one. You want you know you own a, a player like uh, J.K. Dobbins, or you are drafting and mock drafting, and you just or you're a fan of the 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 team or whatever. You're going to be biased toward that player. Like I understand all that. I break it all down. The psychology of fantasy football, the the, the human condition. This is the whole Melvin Gordon situation. You know Melvin Gordon going off the free agency, coming back. The disappointment of that made everybody lower him to <laughs> Javante to the second round. It's the human condition. It's crazy. It's absolute crazy. I love the psychology in fantasy football. I love it with trade negotiation. I love using it with draft pick trading, with with two-for-one trading, going to somebody and saying, I'll give you my two players for your one, or order of questioning. If, let's say, Justin or Frank has Austin Eckler, and they have Brees Hall, and they have Kenneth Walker, and let's say I want to go after Kenneth Walker, there's certain things you need to do in order to make trades happen. In order to the order of questioning, you can't just go, hey, what do you want for Kenneth Walker? That's not going to fly. Because what are they going to do? Why do you want Kenneth Walker? Two things happen when you offer somebody a trade. Number one, it triggers the thought process, even if it's subconscious, that they know more than you or you know more than them. Never do you sit there and go, oh, we're both equals. You either think you're a better fantasy owner than the person inquiring about a trade or you, you fear that person, even if you can't admit it out loud, subconsciously, you fear, this guy's a snake, this guy always makes good trades, he knows something I don't, maybe I feel like I'm a better drafter and all that, but like this guy's coming to me for a reason, I've got questions about why he's inquiring about this player, think about it, when you go straight for a player, why, why mention them out the gate, it's only going to hurt you, it's only going to hold you back, the best way to, 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 to offer a trade is inquire about other players and make them say the person's name. Make them come up with the idea or at least make the idea the third idea you came up with so you water it down a little bit and the player you ask for isn't in their mind the guy you wanted from the beginning. You're just stumbling upon this idea. Hey, what do you want for Eckler? And if he gives me Eckler, I'm going to make him an offer I'd accept. I'm not going to go after a player just like in an auction that you don't want. You don't bid on a guy you don't want. Eckler, what do you want for Eckler? Oh, he's not for sale. He's my best running back. Boom. He just said he was his best running back. 
I know Kenneth Walker is not his best running back. Everyone knows Kenneth Walker is not his best running back, but you want him to say it. He just said it. Kenneth Walker is not my best running back. Eckler is. Boom. You got you got you got Walker devalued just a little bit. Okay, he's got Brees Hall. Well, I like Brees Hall. He's the number one running back in in uh, out of all the rookies by far. I mean, the second best running back. You know that he has Walker. You want Walker. The second best running back has to be uh, I don't know Tyler Algier. You know, whatever. Try and try and dumb down. You know the the trade a little bit, and then you say then then he says no, I'm not trading Brees Hall. He's my he's my next best running back. Boom! He just admitted that Kenneth Walker is lower on the totem pole. Now, ah, who I don't know. I need a running back. Who else you got? You're making him say it. He says it. He says it out loud. I've got I've got Kenneth Walker. I'm essentially saying Kenneth Walker is available, even if he doesn't want to trade him. He's saying his name, and you say, I don't know, bro. Isn't Penny the starter? No, no, no. Start getting him to defend it. No, no, no. Let me sell you this. He's not the... Kenneth Walker's taking over at some point. I don't know, bro. Penny looks so good. Did you see Penny at the end of the year? He's like the best running back in fantasy football. No, no, no. Kenneth Walker's going to ball. They wouldn't draft him as high as they did, bro. Drafted two offensive linemen. Kenneth Walker, he's going to the moon, pal. Kenneth Walker to the moon. To the moon. I don't know, bro. What would you even want for him? That's how you trade for Kenneth Walker. That's how you... I'm not saying he wants to trade him. Maybe he still says, you can say whatever you want. I love all three of my backs. I'm a no-trading... I'm a no-trading Noah. (laughs) I'm a no-trading Noah. Or Newman. How about Newman? I'm a no-trading Newman, okay? Newman doesn't make trades. Newman's that guy in your league that literally, no matter what, you could literally, he drafts, let's say he drafts DeAndre Swift walking out of round one, who I love too. I love DeAndre. You could literally, on the way out the door, look at no-trading Newman, and you could say to Newman, hey, Newman, I'll give you JT, who I just took at 1.1 for your Swift. No-trading Newman would be like, I'm just going to go ahead and see how it... I'm just going to go ahead and see how it plays out in week one. What if I gave you Newman? No trading Newman. What if I gave you not only JT, but I give you my future first rounder? No trading Newman would say, No, I'm just going to go ahead and let it play out and see how it goes after week one. Those people we can't stand. They won't trade for anything. I'm not saying that my strategy or approach that I just mapped out is going to land you a, a trade no matter what. I'm telling you it puts you in the best position to make a trade. Use the psychology that I teach you in terms of how to negotiate trade. Your boy Smitty's got a, a book coming out on Amazon on how to negotiate as it relates to fantasy football, but as it relates to life as well. How to negotiate like a boss is the name of the book. It's coming out on Amazon. I, I hope to have it out before the season kicks off, but I don't know if it will. But how to trade like a boss, how to negotiate like a boss, how to come in and and use order of questioning to your advantage. Similar to this, if Ron Navy, Ron Navy, let's do a little exercise. Ron Navy, I tell Ron, 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 I've got tickets to the NFL draft. We're going. I've got the hotel. I've got the tickets. I've got uh, I've got the flight or no, I got the car. I'm driving. I got the brand new car oiled up. Uh, it's it's ready to go. Gas, all of it's on me, bro. Do you want to go, Ron Navy? Ron Navy says, I'm in. I'm in, young man. I'm in. Let's go to the NFL draft. Okay. This is where this is what this is how you this is how you slow the foot in the door phenomenon. 
Okay, this is the foot in the door phenomenon. And then and then and then I call Ron up a week later and I say, Ron, hey, the car's on the fritz, bro. I just got it. It sucks. I know. Can you believe it? Can you drive? I'll pay for the gas. I got the tickets. I got everything squared away. I just need the ride. Ron's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I can drive. Boom, boom. Call Ron a couple weeks later. Ron, man, got hit hard with some bills, bro. The car got, you know, it messed up. Insurance didn't cover it. Can you believe it? I know. Uh, Ron, I can't pay. Can you fork, can you fork over half the gas? I just need a little little extra. We'll get there. It's going to be awesome. The tickets, we got them. Let's go. Ron's like, yeah, 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 okay. Ron's already invested at this point. So we get, you know, we get there. Hotel's not covered. Ron, we're going to have to split the hotel. But Ron's like, whatever. He's already there. He's going to do it. Point is, foot in the door phenomenon. If, if I called Ron, if I called Ron and said, hey, Ron, will you drive me to the NFL draft, pay half the gas, pay for half the room, and, and basically pay half the bill. Do you want to go to the NFL draft? Ron would say, no, I don't want to go to the NFL draft and pay half of the, the bills so you can go cheaper. That's the foot in the door phenomenon. This is psychology. This is negotiation. This is how you, you trade with people. This is how you talk to people. I'm not saying use this in a malice way. I'm not, I'm not saying use this in a way to manipulate. I'm merely trying to paint how powerful foot in the door phenomenon order of questioning is order of questioning being had you said hey do you want to go to the nfl draft and pay half the way so that it's cheaper for me ron would have said no but if you do things in certain orders just like when you guys ask about certain players hey you want to make a trade i want kenneth walker will you trade it hey I want to make a trade. You want to trade me Kenneth Walker? Do you think that guy's trading you Kenneth Walker? Number one, even if he doesn't know, even if he knows more than you and he's like, you idiot, I'm not trading Kenneth Walker. Let's say the other example where he doesn't know if he's, he feels he's, he feels inferior to you in your fantasy football knowledge and you say, hey, I want Kenneth Walker. If the person fears you, the first thing they're going to do is go, I'm going to look like a fool if I trade Kenneth Walker to this guy. I know him. He's a shark. He knows what he's doing. He wants him for a reason. I'm not doing a trade. I'm, you know, I'm scared of that. Uh, that's, that's option two. Like it's either you feel like you know more. And if Ron Navy says, Hey, give me Kenneth Walker. He's feeding into my, if I feel like I know more, he's feeding into my ego. He wants Kenneth Walker. Of course he wants Kenneth Walker. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. That's why he wants Kenneth Walker. That's why. I know. I know he wants it. He's not. You're not riding into the championship on my back, Ron. You're not riding into the championship on my back. I know what I'm doing. You want to come in and scoop up Kenneth Walker after I did the hard, heavy lifting and the analysis and scouting? I don't think so, Ron. That's what the egotistical owner is going to think. And there's only two. There's I know more than you or they know more than me and I don't want to trade with them. And if Ron knew more and, and Ron comes asking for Kenneth Walker, my reaction is going to be, I can't do it. What if I look like a fool? Order of questioning is the only way to sliver in there and make sure, and again, not saying use it in malice or in ways that, that manipulate in a way that's going to ruin your friendship, but you have to be smooth, a smooth operator with how you're offering your trades and how you're maneuvering. So if you just go straight for the player, whether they're better than you or you're better than them in their eyes, they're still going to not do the trade. I know more. No, you know more. No, either way, it's no, you're not going to get Kenneth Walker by saying, hey, will you trade me Kenneth Walker right out of the gate? 
it, it, it's order of questioning. It's so important and vital in trade negotiation 101. It's important and vital in any, any negotiation at all. If you're in a job interview, do you sit there and sit, sit there and go, hey, I want to get paid this and you give them your top salary? No, you shoot higher and you negotiate down. It, it, it's, it's really simple. And, and a lot of people don't use negotiating properly because they're impatient and they don't like to play the game. Why are you so high on Walker or Brees Hall? What if they suck? Gee, that's an interesting question, bro. Um, you know, p- part of why I like them, bro, is I've looked at them and, and I've evaluated it. You know, like I, I'm not just taking two rookies, Anthony, and just pinning the, the tail on the donkey and saying, oh, that's the one. We're going to roll with Hall. Okay, number two, pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, Kenneth Walker, we're going to go ahead. What if they suck? Yeah, let's not tr- let's not draft him. Let's not draft him. What if ETN sucks, Anthony? What if what if what if Adrian Peterson? What if you feared Adrian Peterson was going to suck, Anthony? You know how you know how you get over that? You pull up your pants, your big boy pants. You make your evaluation, and I'm not saying this toward you, Anthony. I'm just saying this is how you do it. You evaluate. You trust your gut. You you tie your shoelaces real tight. You pull your pants up. You buckle your pants. Don't let them sag sag as you walk into your draft day. And you draft the players you firmly believe in your gut are going to drop monster loads all over the field, Anthony. It's as simple as pos- as simple as that. It's possible to screw up, okay? It's possible that your analysis is wrong, and then you're back to the drafting board. You're back to the to, to the evaluation board in the process and, and maybe being critical of maybe what was wrong with your process. Anthony, if I thought my process was bad, in it in identifying the breakout players, you'd be right. I what if they suck? That would suck. What what if what if I sucked, Anthony? What if I sucked at what I do? That would really suck. You know? But thank God we've got this, Anthony, to guide us. This right here is the answer. Get breached. Get breached. Get breached. Brees Hall is going to breeze everybody at the NFL level. And this is even more important. This right here is probably our our guide and answer key. Anthony, this will guide you. This will tell you whether you should believe in these men or not. The fact that they're on this list right here. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Notice notice that there's a boy named Kenneth uh, Brees uh, Hall on this space list. Monsters. Notice that Kenneth Walker is not on this list yet. That doesn't mean he won't be. We're slowly unveiling the moon men. We also have a change coming uh, down t- tomorrow. And that change is going to be that we are unveiling another um, another trip into space. We have the moon men. We have the Mars or Pluto men. And that, that's going to be a select few. You if, And if you ask the wrong question... Like, hey, Smitty, Overcome's been a member for two months of the YouTube memberships, by the way. Appreciate you, Overcome. Um, if you ask me a question like, hey, can we send can we send uh, Russell Gage to the to the to Mars? That that's not to say I don't like Russell Gage, but Mars, the Mars men, the Mars men or the Pluto men, whatever we decide is gonna be the case. Pluto's technically the furthest. Uh, it's not a planet to other, to everybody, but the furthest 
planet like, uh, 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 you know, it, it, it's what, what does everybody call it now? It's not a, it's not a planet. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's what is it? It's like a moon. <laughs> what is Pluto considered now? Just a rock? Like what is it? What is it? Somebody tell me what Pluto's considered now. Uranus. No, we got Uranus coming too. Prime Uranus is for the bad players. If we don't like a player, we're sending them to Uranus. Okay, if we like a player, we're sending him to the moon. If we love a player, it's either going to be Neptune or Mars. Pluto is not recognized as an actual planet anymore, which I think is a shame. Dwarf planet. Thank you, Prime. So what is a planet? It's a dwarf planet. But we don't want to send someone to a dwarf planet. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, I believe Neptune is the furthest planet from, like if here's the sun, Neptune is the furthest planet from the sun at times because of its oblong, you know, whatever, the, the non-circular uh, path around the sun. So at certain points, at its longest point, it is Neptune. Then it comes back in and it's not the longest. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll map it out. But we have we have, uh, we have Mars. It'll probably be Mars. Mars is just the most common. Sending somebody to Neptune, I don't know. It sounds like a negative. It sounds like a negative thing. So it'll probably be Mars. Um, it's an entity, yeah. You, you know, uh, are are the rings around Uranus? We don't know. It's possible. Um, I asked that question in astronomy in college. It did not get received well by either the professor or the students, but I did feel it necessary to ask the question. It was something that had to be done. I did it. It was in a uh, a classroom full of about three hundred fifty people. I raised my hand. I thought I was really funny. I was uh, what was 21-year-old Smitty, 20-year-old Smitty, raised my hand and I said, yeah, I have a question. Are there rings around Uranus? There were a couple chuckles and there were a couple. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I heard a few of those. Pluto has officially been recognized as a cartoon dog, says ML. Overcome drops a super chat. Overcome, appreciate you. Uh, I had a dream. I was in the gym. You were walking and doing live stream on your phone. Cream Hunt was to my left. You walked up to him for a question. boy, Overcome. Appreciate that. I appreciate living in your world outside of the show, bro. I'm, I'm blessed. It's an honor. The sun is the only one in the universe, says Hefe. We're apparently a very small speck in the universe according to the new telescope and uh maybe we gotta send somebody past the mars i don't know but anyways look for that tomorrow we're gonna be changing up the moon men and making it just a little bit more interesting we also have the space station but we'll figure that out the moon men dropping loads in outer space that's it uh anthony I appreciate the question. Again, I wasn't going at you. You just said, what if they suck? Well, what if anybody sucks, bro? What if your evaluation sucks? What if you don't do well in fantasy football? What if I suck? What if I don't know what I'm talking about, Anthony? That's what we're all here to decide, and that's why we do what we do. Uh, Smitty in class, like a guy joking about his girlfriend. and Hank, Yeah. Smitty, send a Get Brief shirt to Brazil. Uh, well, you can order a Get Brief shirt by going to the merch store bro and i'll drop the merch link right now in the chat i i can't i can't send a shirt to brazil bro i wouldn't know the first thing about it 
So here's the pin link. Anybody wants the merch? Here's the merch. Uh, the merch uh, right here. Look at this. Look at this. Get breezed. Breezed pieces. We got more coming. This isn't it. We don't just stop with this merch. We do merch runs all the time. This. Sh I don't know how long the shirt will be up. But we're going to keep this up for a little bit. Make sure you get your shirt before it goes away. I'm, I'm getting one of each of these. And I'm wearing it to work like a uniform. So if you want to get breezed, there you go. Get, get your shirt. Link is in the description. Link is also pinned in the live chat. So go ahead and, and, and jump on that. Make sure you don't miss out on this merch run. Because I imagine the shirt won't be up, you know, forever. Uh, Dane says, great content. Smitty in a 10. Team Dynasty Superflex PPR. I'm rebuilding. Would you trade Barkley Hopkins a third for Iuka 2023 first, 2024 first? Depends on where the first rounders are at, man. If, if they've got a shot at being the 1.1, sure. If it doesn't, then no. You know, it doesn't, I'm going to be trading and uh, wait until the season goes and, and you got Bar Barkley, you know, popping off or something, you know, before you do that. It's not a bad move, but it, it has to be high draft picks. If it's not high draft picks, then the answer would be no. Um, Rock Out says Super Chat. Okay. Rock Out says, um, would still cuff St. Brown with Jamison Williams. Absolutely, Rock Out. Absolutely. Look, that's a great point. I'm glad Rockout brought that up. Make sure if you draft, um, you draft St. Brown, you get Jamison Williams. That is a great cuff. That's one of the rare wide receiver cuffs in fantasy football. It's a really good, really good cuffing situation. Um, Meet the Woo says sending someone to the dwarf planet is hilarious. May, maybe, maybe Nep, maybe Pluto is where we send the players we don't like. I don't know, because it is kind of like a, it's not a respectable name of a planet Pluto you're gonna send someone to Pluto you know that's not it's not an accomplishment it's a it's a dwarf planet I mean it's a smaller planet that that isn't like some monster like sending somebody into into Neptune the conditions in Neptune are horrendous Pluto I could probably live on Pluto without a mask you know Pluto sounds like an easily conquerable planet <laughs> you send me to Pluto I'll have a I'll have a dynasty there by the end of the day, you know, Pluto, Javante Brees is not hard to get in most drafts. It's not. You can get Javante in two. You can get Brees Hall in sometimes four, and then you can get Jamar Chase, and you can go after all kinds of other weaponry around it. Absolutely love it. No, Uranus is not. Uranus has no rings. Gordon to Pluto. Yeah, I think maybe maybe Pluto's where it's at. I think I think Uranus is probably funnier, but maybe we just send him to Pluto. We'll, we'll vote on that. Who wants to send players we don't love or that I don't love? Maybe the viewers will love the player. But who wants to send a player to Uranus or who wants to send the player to Pluto? Vote. Vote. What are we doing here? What, are, what, would, what would my parents say if they were watching this show? This is my son. This is why he went to college twice. <laughs> this is my. I don't. My mom does do this when when you ask my mom what I do, she she'll tell people I don't know what he does. Something with football. I you know I always tell them what if football goes under. What if the foot? What if the football? What if the football cancels? Then what? Then what would he do? I don't even know what he does. He's on the he's on the internet doing a. Doing a, a bloggy video. He blog videos on the internet. I don't know what he does. What would my parents say when I'm like, Uran do we do the Uranus planet or do we do Pluto? 
such decisions. What are we doing today, people? <laughs> we gotta decide what we what does Monday look like for us? What should I do Monday for work? Should I make a Pluto graphic or a Uranus graphic or an animation? What what is a better use of my time and college degree? Oh, uh, I live in a weird world. I mean, it is strange. I admit, like I, I'm blessed. I bl- I'm blessed that Monday morning for work, I'm gonna be working on. I'm gonna be working on Uranus. <laughs> Monday, I'll be working on Uranus. <laughs> I don't know. He just. He, I don't know if he's trying to be a doctor or what. He thinks he's a doctor, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a degree. He has a psych degree. But he thinks he's a doctor, and he goes on, I'm a nurse. I'm a former nurse. This is Smitty's mom, and he's talking about medical. I went to school for it, and he's out there prancing around like a doctor. Like a non-doctor. My son. (laughs) Tolbert to Pluto. No, Tolbert's going to be... Good, bro. Tolbert's gonna be good. We're not sending Tolbert to Pluto. No, no, no. Uh, appreciate everybody here. Um, what else we got? You guys want to take a couple phone calls? Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial six zero two N F L. My son, I don't know what my son does for a living. He just told people he's going to make a Pluto Pluto graphic (laughs) for Monday. That's on Monday's docket. Uh, Dial in if you you have a question. Let's roll. Call into the show. Dial 602. Why is it you fancy backs who are on teams rated last? I don't fancy... um, Anything. I, I like players that play well. You're live on the fantasy football show. Hey, Smitty. Identify yourself. Who is this? Smitty. Yeah. John. Who is this? Hey, man, I got a, I got a question. So I picked, when I had picked Brees Hall up off the waivers, and I have Aaron Jones as a possible keeper, but I also have Javante Williams. And we're in a 18 keeper league, so I'm not sure that Brees will be around third or fourth round. So, would you risk taking him? So, since his uh, value so low right now or high? So you have you have you have Aaron Jones already. You said yes, and you have Javante as well. Yes. Okay, you have Javante and Aaron Jones, and you're on the clock, and you have Brees Hall as an option. Who are the other options? No, well, the other the running backs will be gone by then. Yeah. I mean, I'm the top running back. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted just to keep him as my keeper. Oh, Brees Hall, how are you going to keep, yeah. keep Brees Hall as your keeper? Ahead, I went ahead and picked him off with waivers already. Brees Hall? Yes. How do you pick Brees Hall off waivers? What kind of league is this? I, I, it, it was ESPN. I don't know. I mean, ESPN. Um, <laughs> Half point PPR. 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course you take him, bro. He's like, especially if there's keeper keeper uh, impact. He's a lock yeah. in the third round. Like in the fourth round, you try and get him in 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 redraft in the fourth round if you can. But when there's keeper value, right. di- like yeah, punch it, bro. You'll have amazing running backs. But okay. I would I would potentially try and you know see what's out there at wide receiver. Who are your wide receivers going to be? I don't have any keepers for wide receiver right now. Okay. I don't have it. I mean, my so, my roster was terrible. <laughs> explore, explore. I, I venture to say this is an eight ten, eight man league. Yes. Yeah, I figured. Um, I thought maybe six, but I was going to be gentle because that's crazy. Brees yeah. Hall sitting on a waiver. <laughs> that's like a four man. This is like a one man league, bro. This is like this is yeah, like right. you calling up and saying I'm playing against myself. Should I pick up Brees Hall off waivers or not? <laughs> yeah. Um. Explore going and getting a wide receiver using Aaron Jones because I believe Brees Hall and Javante will tear, take care of you plenty. And if you've got no wide okay. receivers, look for Lamb. Look for look for you know potential opportunities to trade a running back, a valuable running back, uh, you know a scarcity for a wide receiver. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get Lamb, but definitely poke around. Debo wouldn't be a bad option, especially with the contract situation. A bunch of laymans, okay. uh, you know, fantasy Karens, whatever. Uh, Bob's, they're not going to know. They're not going to know that uh, Debo's going to be fine, and so they're going to be a little bit worried. So I would go I would go shopping around. Um, Aaron Jones could have a good right. year. Aaron, I'm not saying trade Aaron Jones. If you think you could fill the wide receiver room well, that you know you could get a DK yeah. and a Waddle, because the, apparently these eight, these other seven people, they're waiting for their magazines to be delivered from Amazon, and their, their, well, mag, their fantasy <laughs> magazine subscription is delayed. So they don't know yeah. what they're doing yet. If that's the case, then right. then don't make a trade on Aaron Jones unless you can upgrade him, like the Swift. I don't know. Go see a okay. Swift on waivers, bro. <laughs> All right. Hey, who is this? All right. What's your name? It's Don. Don. Okay. Don, Don I appreciate you, buddy. All right, man. Thank you got you, you got another thank question? You. you call up, all right? All right. Thanks. Thank you. Man. Hope that was a money leak. Dude, dude found a five hundred dollar bill on the on the street. <laughs> uh, Yahoo is the only site that understands that understands waivers correctly. Says Swaggy. Well, you can set up waivers however you want, Swaggy. In different leagues, you don't have to go with the the cookie cutter waiver process. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'd venture to say ESPN and Yahoo are the most limiting because you can't like adjust a whole lot, or you can, but sometimes ESPN mostly. I guess Yahoo. I I haven't played Yahoo enough lately to to fully um, know the commissioner ins and outs, to be honest. So maybe I shouldn't say that about Yahoo. Yahoo. I played in a Yahoo league last year, but I hadn't for years before that. And Yahoo is kind of fun. It was kind of fun. I was I was I was pleasantly surprised at the changes that were made between 1997 and when when I played last year. I was like, you know what? I've been a little critical of Yahoo. They've made some upgrades since '97. <laughs> They've they went mobile. They went mobile. It's mobile friendly now. They added PPR. This is looking good. Looking promising. But you can definitely, like, you can change fab, you know. So I don't know what you mean. Explain why Why is Yahoo good? What does Yahoo do that other platforms can't do? Do they do they make, you know, do they identify the, the picks different? Overcome calling in. What's up, Overcome? What's up, pal? Hey, what's going on, man? You're live on the show. On, man? All right, man. Hey, I was just wondering, um, 
Do you have any uh, like anything that stands out for being a commissioner and changing anything like uh, in regards to defenses or kickers? You know, point schemes for those guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you do you usually play with those? Do you do you change things up? Do you no, I mean, like track points for kickers missing. Or, look, there's only one thing. Get rid of kickers and add another wide receiver. Yeah, I don't mind get rid of players like that, but there's only one thing you can do. I don't, I don't know. There's only what do you one. Think? Um, can you hear me okay? I don't know why I was muted. Yeah. Um, there's only one way to approach this, bro. And that's that you gotta give you gotta make sure it's a unanimous vote or like a, a ten out like a nine out of twelve like vote. Like something overwhelming. Not just majority, like not just, you know like 75% or something like that, or 60%. It's got to be like above 80 or 90. Um, cool. You know what I mean? Like you, like you, you making a change like that where people have drafted is, is crazy. Like, you know, without, you're going to disrupt the league. If, if everybody says it's okay, then do it, you know, but I think you got to do trades or got to do commission moves that everybody approves and everybody wants. Like this whole thing of like, making it a keeper league when someone didn't draft that way and you know you're going to ruin the league that way. If everybody wants to do it, that's different. But you got you got to do things with a vote. Like I'm a, I'm a com- when I'm a commissioner and I try not to commission any leagues anymore. But when I'm a commissioner, I'm a commissioner of the people. And what the people want, I I don't even let myself vote on things. I just, you know, that's a true commissioner. A true commissioner isn't going to even put himself in the vote. He's going to say what do the people want? And if everybody says, "Hey, you know, I, I want, uh, you know, I want uh, uh, to, to just become a super flex. I don't even put my own vote in. And if it's, like, unanimous on something like that, you can do it. If there's two people against it, those two people might leave. But you got to make that call. Maybe you don't care about those two people leaving. You can fill their spots pretty quickly. I don't know. But existing leagues are hard to change once, you know. Is it a redraft? Yeah. Yeah, if it's a redraft, then you know everybody know. Every, okay, so if it's if it's not a dynasty, if it's a redraft, everybody knows the rules going in. So if you want to change, make changes, that's fine too. I'm sorry, I thought I thought you were talking about right. a dy- I thought you were talking about a dynasty league. Yeah, no, I'm not in any dynasty leagues yet. Okay. Man. Yeah, I mean, if you you let everybody know up front, you know, no more kickers, they know up front, you know. But like, if you're changing to an ex- existing dynasty league, it's tough. So yeah, in your situation, do whatever, bro. But but I, I would get approval. Otherwise, you get people that say I don't want to play in a league that doesn't have like you know tight ends anymore or something like that because you you just made a call. Like definitely ask the people. But yeah, redraft league a lot less str- uh, pressure on it. Sorry. Good deal, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, got anything else? Um, uh, no news on Camara uh, yet. Oh, geez, there's. I, I heard what speculation he might not even be suspended this season. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, but who said that? I did not know where nobody I got knows. That. Nobody. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. My I'm not saying it because I don't know. I'm saying who said that? No, nobody knows. You know, I did. I maybe I said it. Maybe my mom said it. Maybe my mom just said in the corner, "There's a chance Camaro won't get suspended," and then it just, it just somebody took it, and ran with it, bro. You know, no one, no one, no one has any of that information. the The speculation is from somebody that's trying to analyze in the past. Could have things like this been pushed forward to the next season? That's what it is. He's getting suspended. The question isn't is he getting suspended. The question is, is there a loophole or a way 
to delay it so that the NFL can't make a determination yet. Like, the NFL is going to be like, when we have all the facts, we can make a determination. If Kamara's camp can make it, you know, hey, this is such a... Like, like he's getting older. He's a running back. He's got, you know, a couple years left, max. There's no way Kamara has more than two years of Alvin Kamara-level production, right? So he has two. He has a short window of time. If he can delay it a year, that's great for him. I mean, that's great for him. If he if he goes out in his prime right now, misses six to eight games, comes back rusty, gets hurt because it's kind of like a holdout. When you when you're suspended for six to eight games, a lot of times injury wise, it's like a holdout. When a player holds out and they come back mid season, they oftentimes get hurt because they get thrown to the wolves. They're not ready. They're not trained like everybody else. They didn't go through everything the way everyone's going through, easing into the, you know, he's, they're hit, you're hitting people that are, you know, well-oiled into their, like, machines, just operating at full capacity mid-season, whereas this guy's coming in like it's a preseason game and gets hurt. So Kamara, it's not a good look for him, and it's not good for his career, um, and he could, he could, he could go downhill from here if he sits out six to eight games, comes back rusty, gets hurt, and then what comes back the next year in 2023 is a top five running back. Like, it seems awfully unlikely to play out that way, right? So Kamara's hoping that he plays 2022 in full because he doesn't want to stop the momentum he has in his career right now. And and there's a chance that that happens, sure. You know, but, but everybody's speculating. There's no concrete evidence whatsoever that the NFL or the decision makers of the discipline are literally going, yeah, we might do this next year. No no one said that. No one. That, is, that has come from zero people. It's somebody just trying to speculate. This could get pushed forward if they can, you know, delay this or delay that. Sure. But nobody has a clue. It, it, my advice is draft them in the third round in one league. Don't do it in multiple leagues. And uh, that's that. Roger that. All right. Thanks, dude. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Talk. All right. What else you got? Uh, Frank, what's going on, man? Glad I got my main main league onto that last year. Superflex is going to take over soon. Superflex is fun, bro. Superflex is fun. I like to keep, I like to keep, keep both things going. Superflex and non-superflex. I, I wouldn't change all my teams over to Superflex. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? What's up, Smitty? This is Nick right here. Nick, what's up, Nick? Hey, so I'm in a hundred dollar four player keeper league. And I'm going into the season. I have I got a pretty stacked roster. I'm walking in with Eckler, Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and Devontae Adams. Uh, this is the fifth year of the four-player keeper league, and I'm thinking about trading off one of my running backs and to try to beast up my uh, wide receiver room. Which of those three running backs do you think is going to have the biggest decline and I should get rid of this season? I'm thinking Dalvin Cook. What do you think about that? So you have Eckler, Mixon, Adams, and Cook? Yeah. Okay, that's your team. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, as much as I I do appreciate Mixon this year, Mixon has taken a beating for multiple years. Cook has taken a beating. His shoulder 
his labrum is is like you know like paper probably and and his his shoulder could absolutely pop out of socket anytime he gets you know hit hard at all so like these are these are two very injury prone players then you got Eckler who probably has a he's got a monster year but he probably doesn't have like four years left or three years left he probably has one or two years left so every single one of these players is like you know getting older but the question you got to ask yourself is can you win a championship with this team you probably can you know these are all guys that are still balling right now as long as you back up cook with madison i don't know if you have madison you you should be no but i I do plan on handcuffing madison like pretty pretty early that way i I can secure him just in case cook goes down madison still has that rb1 upside you know yeah I don't want to tell you to get rid of these guys because they all could ball out in 2022. Like, I'm not ripping on Mixon or Cook or, or Adams or Eckler. They're all – like, this will win you the championship, this team. The the question you got to ask yourself is, can you slide into a very similar player that's younger? Like, can you trade a Mixon and something for a, a Brees Hall and start building and winning? Because give me Hall over Mixon all day long in any sort of keeper dynasty format. And this is a little bit more in the vein of a, of a dynasty than a keeper because there's four players that's pretty deep. Um, so yeah. for, for me, it feels like Mixon's going to outweigh... I'm sorry, Hall's going to outweigh Mixon. He's going to outweigh Cook. And so if you can do... You know, if you can do that kind of maneuvering, that's better. You know, that, that that's a great that's a great move because Cook and Mixon are going to have one or two years left. All right, I got you. I was just, I was just trying to figure out who, what you would do if you would just ride it out this year with the three running backs, or, or try to make a move this year and, and get ready for the following few years. You know what I mean? I do both. I would only, tr- I would try and do both. I would ride it out if I couldn't trade, or I would try and trade, and if, if I get the right deal, I would do it. But, but you got to make a move that is a sidestep into a quietly as good player because you will be passing on a championship opportunity, which you clearly have with this team. I mean, Eckler and Mixon are both arguably top 10 overall players. Adams is arguably... Actually, all, all four of these guys are arguably top 12. So, like, either that's going into redraft mode. But, I mean, redraft mode is... The last time I looked into it could still win you cash money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, th- this right here, if it's a money league, you could win cash money here. Only trade out of Mixon... Eckler, Cook, or Adams if you're getting into a understated similar option, like Brees Hall, like ETN. You know, do I take... Yeah, Brees- that's what I was thinking. Trade trade one of those guys for like a Brees and a wide receiver two or like an ETN and a wide yeah. receiver two. Yeah. I mean, that that I like. Because I, I take, honestly, in a dynasty, I take Brees Hall over... I mean, you could argue Eckler over him, but... I take him over all three of these guys. I take Brees Hall over all three of these guys in a in a in a dynasty startup. And anybody's more than welcome to at me. All right, appreciate that, Smitty. Thank you. All right, man. Appreciate you very much. Later. Have a good one. All right, guys. Um, I am out of here. Appreciate every single one of you. I'm live Monday through Friday, seven PM Eastern. Okay? So that means your boy Smitty will be here tomorrow at 7 p.m. But it does not stop there because if there's breaking news, I go live, I fire up the studio, I walk in, and I go live. Anytime there's significant breaking news, your boy Smitty is live. I want you to remember that. Uh, Ron, you've got got 36 seconds. 
What's up, pal? Hey, brother. Um, <laughs> I got my little toe cut off in uh, in best ball draft with Menchie going out. Yeah, I'm that's... just wondering. I got two real quick questions for you. You got 22, um, 22 seconds as it's counting down. I'll, I'll hit the I'll hit the two two minute extender for you. Go ahead. Additional two minutes. So here, I'll give you two minutes. One one minute fifty three seconds. What do you got? Your toe. I thought maybe you really cut your toe off, Ron. So so no 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 no. With Menchie, with you know, I, I, my seventeenth round draft pick in most in, in my not all mine, but I had a pretty good share of him. Um, you know, I wonder if if. if Connor, Connor dealt Show with the same type of thing, and I wonder if Connor, minutes. Connor seems like the kind of dude that will hear about that and reach out to him, maybe, and uh, maybe help him uh, through this leukemia thing. And and the other thing I had is, um, what's your take on Everett this year, being with the Chargers? I think he's going to rock out in the, in the price you can get him at, way down in the draft. I think is an awesome price to 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 take it, you know pick on him later on down for the sure draft. especially yeah. in best especially ball especially in best ball ron because like you you know you you draft him and you don't have to worry about him working out if he works out the optimal lineup is going to take care of you so I, I really like everett as a as a second tight end in best ball right now i agree who, who would you say who would you like um Think about pairing him up with uh, Fryermuth. You know, if, if you're tight end, Fryermuth. I love because Fryermuth is the most underrated tight end. He's going at like tenth round, um, eleventh. You know, eleventh round, twelfth round. Sometimes Dawson Knox is weird too because Dawson Knox will either go in round nine or he'll go after Fryermuth in twelve or eleven. So like, just yeah. one of those guys. Draft one of those guys as your starter, and then Everett's your backup. Like. Um, if you wanted to go Everett as your starter, you could, but like sometimes I think there's no point in doing that when you're looking at the board and literally you're you're just deciding between scraps and Fryermuth is still there at the point where scraps are on the board. So it's like I, I find myself never trying to get too cute with the tight end position. Not to mention, you know, Fryermuth is one of those guys that I think has huge potential Knox. I like Knox a little more than Fryermuth. Um, I like Goddard a lot. I like Goddard about as much as Fryermuth right now or close to it. Um, those are just great options that are always there when scraps are on the table. So I, I just find myself never having to start in Everett. But I love Everett as a backup, and I love him more so in best ball because then you don't have to make any decision with it if he does ball out. Let's say he's better than Fryermuth. You're taking care of in best ball because it, it starts him for you. And you can go over to use promo code SMITTY, everybody. Underdog Fantasy, link in the description. Go play some underdog drafts. Draft Everett. Get him on your on your bench. Uh, what? I'm glad your to- I'm glad your toes okay, Ron. Yeah, no, I just meant I just meant that in, in best ball in my uh, underdog best ball, I yeah. got one of my little toes cut off because I'm not going to play this year. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but, uh, hey, I appreciate, brother. Yeah, for, uh, um, taking my call last minute. No problem, dude. Anytime. I, I was just letting you know that I was uh, the timer was up and and you extended. I extended it four minutes for you, so I appreciate you dropping the super chat. Show ends in one minute. Uh, I will see you later, Ron. Always appreciate you. All righty, Ron Navy, ladies Have and gentlemen. A good one, brother. Ron Navy, ladies and gentlemen. Right, bye. Later. The Madcap, the Madcap, Ron Navy. 
I'm live Monday through Friday. The Fantasy Football Show. And again, I am live anytime there's breaking news. So if tonight news breaks, if tomorrow morning news breaks, I'll get my bathrobe on, I'll walk in, and I'll fire up the studio. I just want you to remember that. Anybody remembers anything coming out, coming out of my shows, I want you to remember Smitty will be live if news ever breaks, and I need to jump on his YouTube the moment something crazy is going on. Uh, I answer pretty much every comment. I've been a little behind the last couple days. I will get to everybody's comment. I answer every comment on my channel at least 99.9% of the time in the YouTube comments, so ask your question. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com to get your one-on-one text advice, your bold predictions. I've dropped 10 bold predictions already. Get over there. Get over there. Thefantasyfootballshow.com. Later. Appreciate you all. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get that that content, your bold predictions, the rankings, the articles, the trade calculator, everything. Appreciate you all. Um, breaking news. Oh, no. I thought we had breaking news. It was just the Cardinals' new alternate helmet, which is pretty sick. Appreciate you all. And people are going to remember it. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Get braced. Get braced.